2: Visit slash press on and use code presson 25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and press on falsies.
3: The Talksport fan network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leaf Davis esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is you win. Order now on the McDonald's app.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. The season is over. We spent the whole season saying I can't wait for it to be over. So here we are, one week later, back with the first of our season reviews. So the idea is we're going to take Ipswich's 48 games and conveniently slip them into three blocks of 16 games. So today... I'm here with the always excellent Richard Woodward from the preview show to look at games 1 to 16 and the entirety of Mr. Paul Hurst's reign. Richard, how you doing?
4: I'm good, mate. Yeah, how are you? You had um, a little bit of adventures on the motorways yeah. yesterday, getting in both playoffs games. That was impressive.
0: Adventures on the motorway. Well, should we talk about the playoffs um, quickly then, Rich? So, Villa two West Brom one Dwight Gale out of the second leg and Derby nil Leeds one so no team has ever lost at home in the first game and then overturned that deficit in the championship um what do you make of it
4: well it's probably well we're halfway through aren't we so let's not make any judgments on on Wembley yet but probably the outcomes we expected um I thought Villa were Villa were looking edgy, weren't they? West Brom goal kind of came out of nowhere. Mistake from Whedon, which you don't expect, but um, they didn't look good until maybe until the goal went in and then suddenly it all flicked and turned around and suddenly they're looking very happy Richard it was so
0: it was so George Burley that game it was so you know I just imagining Jamie Clapham sticking that own goal in after 10 minutes and Charlton sticking 10 men behind the ball
4: they were kicking him weren't they as well
0: and Dean Smith playing the Burley role of no I'm not going to play tournament football I'm going to do exactly what I've done all season and stick to my guns but 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 yeah we didn't have Grealish did we (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
4: exactly right, and he was. Draw- and your thoughts on the Dwyer sending off? I thought it was harsh. There's some really. It's a big decision. Well, t- points, it
0: depends that. if the ref wrote in his report that that second yellow was for persistent foul play. Then it's- it was a bit. He-, he warned yeah. him for about five yeah. other things, and just a minute before he took um somebody out as well. Um, I messaged you before the game and said this smells like a shit house, and we were totally right. I mean, it's a brilliant goal by. By Gale to begin with, but they were so defensive The shape yeah. after, after that and um, Villa stuck to their guns. And is that a victory for football, Rich?
4: Well, yeah, Maybe. I, I didn't think Villa were too impressive, but you've got to do what you've got to do, haven't you, in the playoffs? Um, and talking of getting done what you need to get done after a pretty crappy end to the season which we beat them, so that's how bad it was for them. Um, Leeds get a pretty Leeds were decent good, away right. They were good. Derby, yeah, was it Derby kind of bottled it
0: a little bit? That's no, what Twitter no, said. No, no, Leeds, Leeds, good. Leeds, they just didn't lay a glove on them. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I was thinking, what did Derby do wrong? And the only answer I could come up with was, was they came up against Bielsa on a good day. <laughs> and what what, what are you going to do? And it's Ellen Road sold out now and Leeds have now beaten Derby three times within the season. Are Derby really going to go there and win... I know you'll tell me well Sheffield United went there and won and Norwich went there and won But we I mean, aren't really. as good as Sheffield United and Norwich
4: yeah and, and, and Ellen Road is a bit. It's a big 12th man advantage to have at Ellen Road isn't it so they've got the the goal advantage it was a decent goal from Roof as well lovely cross was it yeah. Harrison <laughs> I just remember back to our goal, preview show when yeah. I had a
0: pop at and yeah. Harrison and they both <laughs> played really well yeah. both played really well yesterday so, and yeah. the penalty
4: uh, Sky were uh, you were there obviously I don't know what you thought about the penalty in real time but sky went on about it forever it's higginbotham was oh it's the definite penalty definitely i'm not having it i thought it was a 50 50 coming together no decision needed I well was I, a goal.
0: I don't profess to have dave diamond's skill at this but on my first look i was like that's not a penalty they've come together bogle swings at it they bash into each other and my argument in my match review was neither man played the ball and neither man either either neither of them played the ball and they both fouled each other or it wasn't kind of one or the other really. I agree.
4: Yeah.
0: I wasn't having a for that. So Sky
4: were loving it. Sky went to the angle, didn't they? Well it a God. talking point. Right?
0: Yeah, well um Leeds were just kind of calmly controlling the game and it wasn't chaotic enough for Sky obviously. And
4: Hernandez, who we talked about in the previous show being really important, didn't have the best of games again yesterday. But...
0: Yeah there's there was one moment where he played um shackleton in with just a, a stupid pass. So when he's on the pitch he can still you know, if in a tight game, he can still do something ludicrous, like in the game against us, the pass for ailing for the um, for the handbally-looking goal. But yeah, he's not even he dominate the game, but um, didn't need to. But yeah, I, I take I take the point that he's not dominating. But that's kind of a good thing for Leeds if they're not totally reliant on their on their star guy. I guess
4: he'll turn up for the final, but halfway there, let's not make any judgments. But are you no. going to both the second and is it the same
0: night? No, no. So, um, West Brom is 8pm on Tuesday and Leeds is 7.45 on Wednesday. Yeah, I will be at both and I will not be worth... Anything on Thursday morning? <laughs> now. No, well, after at, least your, at least your Leeds
4: jinx is over with. You'll be welcomed with open arms, Swann well Road.
0: Now they might Leeds have kicked you jinx. out. It, it's like I tripped Kamaru up when he was taking that penalty. <laughs> I'm an, I'm that, an unimportant it? football vlogger, Richard. Dearie me, it wasn't my I fault. You don't was
4: football it? fans clutching at straws. Any well, what it while was just...
0: was Sheffield United fans winding up Leeds fans. Yeah. Is, is what it was. But but there you go. And um, Rich, before we start, just quickly. Um, a timeline of misery. Just, just tell, yeah. us, tell us about this.
4: Yeah. So I thought, well, what better way to look back on a season when we've got relegated and, and but to pinpoint every single moment where it things went badly wrong for us. So we did the slide indoors video a few months back, and that was kind of more of a historic look back. This one was kind of we we've taught us a lot about um, bits and pieces all coming together It's kind of a jigsaw of misery rather than a timeline necessarily, because we talked about. Hirst being late into his role, transfer dealings not going so well, getting rid of strikers, not bringing in good quality, injuries, results going against us. So I thought, well,
0: all that good uh, stuff
4: until you have well, all the good, yeah, all brilliant stuff. It happen, all it. Just a, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, now that's what I call a shit season. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> volume one. Um, but until you see it out kind of chron- chronologically, you can't really in, can't, you can't really see it in context. So I thought, well, the whole of the summer. Could have gone pre, could have gone much better actually. We'll, we'll talk about signings and preseason results and all that kind of stuff. But once you understand that we only scored 0.08 goals per game in preseason, um, and then we sold our top scorer from the previous season just um, during August, you kind of well it all starts to fit together. And we're going to talk about the season with hindsight, but the kind of the evidence was stacking up there that it was going to be tough. And then it gets to a point where the thing is Leeds. And we're bottom for the rest of the season. That is it. But there are moments where you kind of think, "Wow, well, we could have got it back on track and Lambert's doing the right things. And then suddenly something else happens. So uh,
0: I think what the yeah, video proved, Rich, though, is was, warm, I think. it wasn't any one thing, was it? No, exactly right. It was There's a...
4: definitely lots of things coming together and, and it's just not where it's out for us. And, you know, you look at Norwich, it's the total opposite. It's the polar opposite of all of the good things that could possibly go right for them. Have gone right, and we are with the uh, yeah the, the other side of the equation totally. So um
0: yeah, enjoy it. It's great fun. You know, let's, let's do final this hour. then. So um first sixteen games, but we would be remiss if we didn't go back. And I was there, Rich, at Wembley, um playoff final. Um and it was Shrewsbury of Paul Hurst against Rotherham of Paul Warren. What have we done if we'd hired Paul Warren instead of Paul Hurst and that playoff one? And, um, anyway, this is all going to give you... He get would very... us, he's, a, he's Norwich, isn't he? Uh, he's, he's ambitious, though, oh, isn't he? he? He's it's... ambitious, but he's a bit of a Rotherham legend. Now, isn't he? Um, so, Shrewsbury go under to Rotherham in extra time. Richard Wood heads in um a set play, and I get my first look at Omar Beckles and Dean Henderson and John Nolan and um, Alex Rodman and... Ben Godfrey and Mm. you know lots of um, interesting players in that um, Shrewsbury team so the story as I understand Rich is that um, Hurst has already cleared his desk before the playoff final and never returns to Shrewsbury for those people who question Hurst's character I guess that's a tick in the box for him or is he just ambitious this guy's got promoted with uh, grimsby and shrewsbury and seems a bit the doyen of the the lower leagues and within um a week or so am i remembering he goes away on holiday but he's negotiating while he's on holiday
4: so he's he's the timeline video I think for um the playoff final I think is something like the twenty fifth or twenty seventh of May or something like that, right at the end of May. And I think within days we've agreed to talk terms and then he signs and then he goes off on holiday so it's done by the end of may i think but he doesn't start with us until maybe the second week in june because he's also he also had an lma conference or something as well and it's just really nonsense stuff to keep him away but um yeah we're in we're in june the middle of june before any business uh, for the next season has kind of happened and and, and just quickly on Hurst so I've got, I've got a mate who's a Grimsby fan who was not a big fan of Paul Hurst it, it took Grimsby a lot of time to get up had a big budget a big-ish club in, in respect of um, the National League and it took him I think three or four seasons with uh, he was a co-manager with someone else as well for a while and obviously went to it alone but he was not he was not a fan of Hurst and warned me. And when the signings started to happen into June and July, he also says, "Oh, these are kind of League One, League Two signings. These are players that will take you down rather than keep you up." So, um, Rich, I was getting early warnings, but we're all thinking a new era, aren't we? We're all excited. Well, it's, and
0: that was the it's gone and, that was the marketing from the club as well. Um, so, Rich, would you agree the Hurst blueprint in the lower divisions was um, make your players fitter than Everybody else um, play um, a kind of high intensity four-two-three-one or four-one-four-one, depending on what the two centre midfielders are are up to, um, and just very heavily sort of consistent, nothing um, hugely spontaneous or. Um, you know, no kind kicks, of kicks though. There were some set, some yeah, set pieces. Yeah, that was, that was Chris Doig though, wasn't it? Um, was it from, from what I've heard? Yeah. Um. um the the Alan Nil of that. The Alan <laughs> Nil to Paul Hurst, Chris Wilder. Um. But that was the that was the reputation we got. And um. Harry was very honest. I'll hold my hands up. I was like, okay, well, mix gone from playoffs to seventh to sixteenth to. 12th and left and it's like well let's try something else we haven't you know we've had Roy Keane who was a huge name Paul Jewell who'd got it it, Evans had consistently gone for managers who'd previously got teams promoted from tier two to tier one um I was well up for this. I was yeah. all over it, Rich. I was, yeah, I, I was happy. What were your, what were your thoughts?
4: No, exactly the same. And I think we've been kind of asking for something totally different. We don't want the kind of the Gary Megsons of this world, the Alan Pardews. There were some really iffy names linked with the vacancy. Um, there was some kind of interesting uh, chef Gucci threw his hat into the ring. <laughs> quite threw openly. about five <laughs> hats into he threw, the ring. <laughs> He threw the wardrobe into the ring. I think Burley was up for it as well. Um, if, but
0: quickly, um, Dave said that Chefki Kuki had a head like a fifty p. What would a Shefki Kuki hat look like if he's got a head like a fifty p? It's a, it's a. It's got to have a
4: yeah. It's got to have a point to it, hasn't it? So maybe it's a stetson or something because otherwise it's falling off either side. That's yeah. Carry on. Sorry, sorry not, I've got Shefki Kuki's head in my head. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so I, I think my pick was Warburton. I think I was quite an early uh, supporter. He's just Warburton, been
0: hired really. by Rangers. So I would look
4: up with interest at Warburton uh, at QPR. But, yeah, we want something different. We want something that's a little bit of a, a, a kind of antidote to. Uh, to McCarthy to an extent and and I don't think I think possibly people thought Hurst was more of a kind of footballing tactical genius than maybe he was you know you're right it was the fitness wasn't it it was the big thing for him but it was energy and play with passion that he bigged up on his interview and to an extent we saw that but I don't think he gave himself enough time to properly embed that and then obviously well, know, spoiler alert by the end of this segment he's, he's on his ear he's out isn't he
0: and well Rich I think it sounds like Evans was sold on Hurst, and I can imagine Hurst in the interview convincing Evans of all the value there was in the lower um, divisions, and I can get you good players for less. And I think Dave Bowden actually did that better under Mick than Hurst did, as it as it transpires. I think that was probably what sold Evans. Would you agree?
4: Yeah, I think so. And the other, th- um, and we'll come back to the. We'll talk about the kind of the big marquee signing because it does feel like Evan and Hurst got a bit of money and kind of did kind of football manager kind of I've got a five million pound budget I'm going to sign the players that I would have signed had I taken Shrewsbury up perhaps um but the other thing that kind of um starting to ring alarm bells for me with with Evans is this kind of brain trust that Evans has got to kind of do help him do his recruitment you know we were told earlier on it's going to be a long drawn out recruitment he's going to do a lot of due diligence he's taken a lot of advice um And it kind of felt that there were some really good candidates in the building.
0: Rich, he's had since the last international break of the 2017-18 season to get his candidate, hasn't he?
4: Agreed. Yeah. And if Hurst was the number one candidate, you kind of like to think it would have been done and dusted before the playoffs. If if Hurst is going to do the good thing and get to the end with Shrewsbury and see them through to the playoff final, then great. But the fact that it, we had to wait so long is what kind of sets the chain in motion for all of this mm. nonsense that follows. Um, but yeah, her, I'm with you. I think going back to it, I think all of us were optimistic. All of us wanted to be optimistic. There were definitely blue tinted spectacles over here on Hurst. And it kind of, it takes a few games, it takes a few a month or two before that veneer starts to drop, and and suddenly we're starting to get worried.
0: Mm. Do you want to do players in or players out first?
4: Um, should we do the players?
0: Let's do the out. Let's do the No, so, out early, isn't it? Um, and really, this isn't as much Hurst, Hurst's new. Um, approach this is a lot to do with the end of the mccarthy era and that squad being very very swiftly dismantled so this squad that um for all the criticism of mick this squad did finish 12th um comfortably 12th level on points with Leeds and norwich um (laughs) which is just just insanity isn't it um so rich i'm going to go up from the bottom here um and I'm going to start with Josh Emanuel goes out to Shrewsbury on loan. Tristan Nydam goes out to St. Johnston on loan. Danny Rowe goes out to Lincoln on loan. Aaron Drynen goes out to Sutton on loan. Mustafa Karayel, Stephen Gleeson, Michael Crow and Luke Hyam are released. And Luke Wolfenden is also sent out on loan. Um, and that's before we do the big four um so what are your views on the quote bombing out of all Ipswich's youngsters particularly Tristan Nidham because and fact check me on this must have appeared in 20 championship games the previous season something like that
4: yeah Yeah, at at least it's about or start um yeah I think Wolfenden and Nidham were the, the ones that I think people were a little bit peed off about um Wolfenden has a good pre-season with us starts um comes on against Blackburn and does really well plays really well in West Ham in the preceding weekend as well um, and I think that annoyed a few people particularly as we were supposedly short on centre-backs um NCAA comes in eventually um, and makes that kind of space his own for the start of the season but Nidham I think the big issue with Nidham and Dave has talked about this so much is Nidham is kind of replaced by Teo Aiden. um who is a much of a muchness, to be honest, probably a little bit more experience, maybe a little bit more pedigree coming through at Fulham, perhaps. Um, but it did feel like it was a low move that a Paul Hurst had kind of got earmarked pretty early doors. He'd got his kind of list of targets and regardless of who else was on the books here, that was going to be. He wanted to bring
0: deal. his guys in. Yeah,
4: exactly. Right. And And I think, Secondly, I think it ended up, it just stifled Neidem. He went out to St Johnston, I don't think hardly featured. And he set his season, he set his career back half a season, potentially. Um, So I think that's worked out poorly for both of those players. And they could have probably done a job for us as well.
0: And it's worth mentioning, um, Bersant Salina goes away. And I know Mick had his run-ins with him. But when you go back under Mick, Ryan Fraser astonishingly good player Tom Lawrence brilliant player at championship level especially in a team like Ipswich where he's the top guy um, Bursant Selina as well we for for the three seasons before we had spent money I know Maitland-Niles didn't particularly work out but we'd spent presumably money contributing to a lone player who was who was very good so I'm going to put Bursant Selina down as a as a big loss because there's no chalibur, okay but that's not in a, a goal scoring and goal assisting position like fraser or uh, lawrence particularly who dragged us through the end of um the season where we finished 16th with his goals but here are the here are the ones just quickly i could think yeah, of six ahead.
4: points that selena won us single-handedly you know the leeds game started january yeah. um Burton away the free kick yeah. you know, six points right there at a single there, there must be more other examples I can't think of um, there were goals and there were a few assists yeah he's not defensively great and he's not he's not ripped you know he's not um, set the world alight at Swansea perhaps but quality player he's going to score you a goal he can do something different and is different to what you've got. Um, and I think that's the issue. We don't have, you know, Lawrence was something different. Fraser was something different than what we had. Um, everything kind of fills a much of a muchness with the signings that we bring in. There's nothing there. There's no marquee standout player. There's no match winner. And again, Harry and Dave have talked about this. Who's the one person you look through in the squad or the signings and think single-handedly they could turn a game if they wanted to. There isn't There isn't that standout player there.
0: Mm. Um, Adam Webster is the first to go um, in a deal that could raise as much as eight million, presumably yeah. if he's promoted to the Premier League and is the scores thirty eight goals in one season or whatever <laughs> crazy stuff they've put in there. Um Martin Waghorn is then sold to Derby. I believe he's still on the books when the season starts, but he's not involved in any of the squads. He's um Ofski. And then at the end of the window, Joe Garner goes out to Wigan um transfer market quotes 5.6 million I think these are in euros actually 5.6 million for Waghorn 4 million we know there's add-ons for Webster and 1.4 million sorry they're euros so quickly take off 20 percent or something off those numbers um Rich I've been quite a proponent of XG um and the XG for our 2017-18 season had us finish in 22nd and relegated. And I think when I spoke to Blades Analytic, I asked him, because he's an expert and I'm not, what bucks XG? And he said, good goalkeepers, good set plays, and taking your chances. <laughs> wow.
4: Martin Wackhorn. <laughs> <Nice>. Well, <laughs> apart from the goalkeeper bit. Yeah. Maybe he could do a job, I never know. Um,
0: yeah. But the the three guys we cashed in on before we go to McGoldrick um, was this just crazy short termism? And what do you think of what do you think of Hurst's role in this? And did he actually have any say in it whatsoever?
4: I I don't know. I I my assumption, knowing nothing, is that Hurst was told sell to buy, and I think the Webster signing, given it was so early in the window, I'm trying to find the date for it. Was it start of July? It might have been. Oh. It was-
0: Pretty much as soon as the window reopened, wasn't it?
4: I think that is entirely about bolstering the transfer, Kitty, to bring players in. I think, you know, I'm going to hold my hands up here, along with blue-tinted spectacles for being totally behind Hurst. Um, I thought Webster, the injuries were a problem for me. It's the same with McGoldrick. I thought, quality player, talented player on his day, but for us was just a bit too much of a risk in terms of being, you know, maybe 30 games a season rather than 46 or what have you. Um, And so I think that signing was very much about bolstering the transfer kitty, assuming that there's injuries there. He might not play a full season, so let's go for it and let's stick a load of add-ons in case we're wrong. Um,
0: Yeah, right, yeah.
4: The, the, the Wacorn one, I think, is the one that everyone um, will dispute because I don't think the fee was particularly good. Um, Wacorn is still of a decent age as well. And we were seeing players like, I'm trying to remember, Vidra or something like that, go for 10 million. Um, Rhodes um, previously rich, going the, for 8 million. The that.
0: importance of that guy at the end of oh, last season. was it? Yeah, but all, all the goals were either him putting a set play in for someone else or him scoring. We Other than that, from you talk about that Leeds game, where selena scored we were creating nothing from pretty much the start of the 2018 calendar year if waghorn wasn't doing it himself
4: yeah agreed and that's the that's the one that i think is going to stick with a lot of people because you're going on on hearsay and and rumor all that kind of stuff waghorn apparently wasn't too fussed about leaving i think if we'd offered him a a bumper contract and made him the highest highest paid player he might have stayed um and I think as soon as Hurst got a sniff of the money and Evans, certainly, I think that deal was inevitable. And I think that is one of the key ones that has that hurt us, Hurst us.
0: <laughs> and with 2020 hindsight, the bumper contract obviously went to a certain goalkeeper, didn't hmm. it? And um, with, I know hindsight is 2020, isn't it? But if that contract had gone to Waghorn and maybe Bielkowski was um, sold to, Hey, and that Birmingham. would have, been, well, would have Birmingham. been that would have been what put Birmingham into FFP, wouldn't it? Instead of Christian Pedersen. Wow, it's a complete madness, isn't just, it? Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: there you go. Um so I think we can all agree a massive load of players going out, and David Johnson said in our interview with him, you, you just can't do ten in and ten out in one go and it, just expect it to work. Let's talk about the players who came in.
4: We skipped over McGoldrick, by the way. But that's fine. Let's um we don't need to dwell on that one. Well, but Sheffield I, United I,
0: Player I, of the Year. Yeah, <laughs> Second place Sheffield United Player of the Year. I mean yeah. I think I think with with McGoldrick and it I'd does. I'd hold my hands up and in the same way with Mick, um obviously good at their good at their job and have done good things, but probably time to have another go elsewhere. I think everyone yeah. admitted that and a high wage yeah?
4: Yep. Yeah. So I think the facts probably tell you to make one decision, given he was out of contract. And what you know now, you probably would have think- yeah. thought differently. But there's a lot of context there. That were, you know, the travelling and commuting and all that kind of stuff. It was just all adding up. And it, it yeah, it,
0: yeah tricky and you're, situation. You're probably right. He's probably been told, right, McGoldrick is on. Let's throw a random number out. Let's throw a nice round 10 grand a week out. I think it might be more than that. And I suspect Hurst thinks he can get three League One players in for yeah. 10 grand a week. Doesn't exactly he? right. Um yeah. so
4: same with Webster it would have been on d you know, Wagon as well. Ghana. You know, you can bring in players of <laughs> what you would hope to be similar quality but pay them a fraction of the price, yeah. I think that's definitely a tactic that was tried to be they tried to deploy.
0: And I think the um the big lesson here is that three okay League One players are not equal to one very good championship player, are they? There we go. Um players in Insanity. Um, Here we go. Let's start at the bottom. (laughs) Simon Dawkins. My God. Whatever happened to Simon Dawkins? I think here we're getting a new contract. There we go. Um, Caden Jackson, 1.8 million. Ellis Harrison, 840,000. These are in euros. Sorry, I don't know how to convert the site. Guion Edwards was the first to come, 750,000. Jordan Roberts on a free. And we will save um, the spate of people who came in at the end of the window trevor chalaba on loan Janoy Danasian on presumably the strangest deal that's ever <laughs> been done in football that still no one understands and that appears to must be triggering some kind of payment if he ever plays two more games for us again or something there's a real duff deal been done. Yeah, he'll um, be back
4: online to act to next season. You know it, won't you?
0: There you go, Math. Oh, we'll, we'll wait for Matthew Pennington. But um, Toto Siala, that looks undisclosed, but we would think. Um,
4: I think it was a couple of million for the pair, wasn't it? No. Yeah, and Nolan.
0: John Nolan, that's also so, undisclosed. Yeah. I don't think I've missed any outreach. So, yes, no proven. Um, championship players none of them have even laced up a championship boot missed out Teo Eden as well so a whole mix of young lone players league one and league two players and a gamble on um, Jordan Roberts when you look at it now how did we ever think it was going to work
4: yeah well exactly right. And one point eight million as well for I think some yeah, one in if you convert it about let's shave twenty percent off it or ten percent off it maybe. Um it's still one and a half million plus for Caden Jackson who'd been in league two.
0: How much was buendia <laughs> oh,
4: oh, this is the worst thing, isn't it? And and, and that's the thing, you know, you know, look at the looking at where we're doing business, Crawley, Bristol Rovers, Shrewsbury, Accrington, no offence to those clubs, but you know, the season before we're doing, doing deals with Rangers um, and we're dealing do, you know, we're doing deals with Leicester and Derby for where did Lawrence come from with Leicester? Wasn't I'm trying to oh Selena Man City? Sorry. And yeah, we, we, I know that the budget has always been an issue at Ipswich and we've always kind of been shopping in a different area to everyone else, but the likes of Norwich have just proven that you don't need to chuck stupid money to, to bring quality. If you're willing to do the research or broaden your horizon. And we just didn't do that. We was like, Oh, league one, I've got 10 players I can get them in straight away and even Harrison has had a, a mixed season and probably is one of a, a good prospect there but 800 grand for Ellis Harrison you know you're thinking wow you know the, what we got for that money could we have spent that do, better
0: do you agree with me as well that there's a big mistake i'm sure and i really like Trevor Cheleber and you you know you're dealing with Chelsea here who have got this incredible crop of players you can Low now, I'm sure we could make up a team that if you had two experienced players out of Chelsea loanees, that would finish in the top three in the in the Championship just out of Chelsea loanees. But do you agree with me that mixed model of spending that loan money on an attacking player where you can make a difference? That that was actually a mistake. It being a um, where well, he was a centre back first and then a, a defensive, not even a playmaker, just a defensive central midfield.
4: I mean, he came good, didn't he? But he he came into the team with no professional appearances at all. You know that is what we're talking about here. And 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 I uh, part of me wonders whether that deal was done by Bowman pre-Hurst because it, it to me it doesn't really fit the model of the Hurst type signing because he's from Chelsea, he's probably a big earner, and I, don't, I think Hurst kind of likes to have a good kind of parity across the wages and all that kind of stuff. And Chalobah might stick out maybe if I'm if I'm Hurst, but. You know, he got better for us, but you're right. Yeah, if you're going to, if there's a loan fee and wages involved there, make it a player that's going to get you goals because that's the difference at the championship level, as we will find out to our cost throughout the season.
0: Here we go then. Um, August the 4th, here comes Tony Mowbray and League One winners. Yeah, Wigan didn't win it, did they? League One winners, Blackburn Rovers, with um, a settled team of League One players and a settled pattern of play and Bradley Dack and Danny Graham um, up front. Um, Chalaber, who you mentioned, who's had no professional experience, is put in Cole Skews' position and Cole Skews is put forward. We get Danassian making his debut at centre-back. We get Spencer right back. Flynn Downs starts. So three kind of um, stoppers really in midfield. Edwards, Harrison sears so edwards and sears wide it's a 2-2 draw rich um and what did we learn from this one and what was your i just thought it was an outlier the first hint of Bielkowski's huge fall off a cliff in in form for the first black goal i think theo yeah. eden saves us virtually in stoppage time um opening impressions, especially after four minutes when we take the lead.
4: Well, that, that was it, wasn't it? It was a really lovely goal we scored. Um, and Guillaume was as a, as a good game, to be fair. And that flick over the top and the run through and all that kind of stuff, everyone's up for that. And you kind of think, brilliant. This is, I remember I went with my old man and we and I look over to him and go, this is brilliant. This is this is the new era. This is exactly what we wanted. And then reality sets in. And reality sets in in a way that we'll see over the, the course of the next few games about defending from set pieces absolutely shocking Um, mistakes from Bart defenders not knowing where to be people getting in each other's ways silly mistakes as well this is the thing that will cost us in the coming weeks and months but also there was this kind of lack of threat as well we had a lot of ball around the 18
0: yard box can I just come in on that I was just going to say I've just planned the two goals in my head one was a fluky it was a cross by Aiden that flies in and uh, Aiden puts the Oh, for the in. goal,
4: for the second yeah. goal, yeah. Um, Sorry, and the
0: first goal is a great goal, but it's very low percentage. It's very low xG. It's uh, you'll you'll have that chance a hundred times and score that one eight times. It's not creating a really great chance. It's a deep cross and a brilliant header by um, Edwards arriving on the back post. I I think you're totally right about the inability to create good... Ch- I know we scored two goals in that game and that doesn't... Well,
4: the A-Iden a- 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 goal is, is yeah. nowhere near on the X geometer either. It's a free kick that's 25 yards out that just happens to bounce all the way in, doesn't it? It's one of those yeah. ones, those free kicks. But, uh, you know, going back to the pre-season results, very quickly, um, we don't score more than one goal a pre-season. I said the na- uh, the, the number, 0.8 goals per game. There was just a, a, a suspicion because we were playing pretty lowly opposition apart from West Ham.
0: So, Kenlock um, lo- scored against Barnett. And
4: um, I'm trying to remember
0: scored against Milton Keynes and Did
4: Harrison scored against West Ham, Harrison
0: scored against West Ham. But
4: but it's Crawley Barnett, MK Don's brain tree. And we'd had issues with that in January as well. There was a, there's a run of, is it four or five games in January or so? The pre- end of last season where we don't score a single home goal. And, you know, you've taken goals out of the team. We've already talked about that, but we just didn't really have a pattern to score goals. We, you know, the first goal, great as it was. Um until Swansea you don't really see much like that again from us no no crossing or no one attacking the ball um is there and, a sense that, that
0: Hurst thought right I'll set up all my training systems the fitness will kick in bear in mind how Leeds started this season when we talk about fitness yeah um, hmm. the fitness will kick in and then and then the chances will come I I think that was kind of the last thing on Hurst's checklist it wasn't about um let's you know where am I getting my goals was it it was about
4: it was I'll press high up the pitch force the opposition into an error and then I'll have quick players like Sears or Edwards or Jackson who can break through and and take advantage of that and we did that to an extent I think the Norwich game we'll talk about is the point where that kind of plan was dismantled and um, (laughs) and and the goals weren't coming from anywhere else get out get out
0: (laughs) that plan's gone I think can't cut it Rich, did you go to Rotherham? Because I went on I holiday went Rotherham. at this, at this and point.
4: Rotherham and Rotherham, and I haven't set this up either, I would say exactly the same thing about Rotherham. Lots of possession, lots of intent, but no guile or no one willing to kind of grasp the metal and try and score the goal. I think John Nolan has a chance from outside. There's a shout of a penalty, but we just we have sustained amounts of possession so, in there. 3rd
0: dive in, Rich? 16 shots, uh, 316 completed passes to Rotherham's 140 um 149 in the attacking third 17 take-ons 26 crosses um every how
4: many shots on target Ben, how many shots on target? three out of 16
0: out of 16 no big chances
4: and that's the story that yeah. was the story and and you get
0: that like,
4: this happens all the time in the championship doesn't it you dominate and then someone sucker punches you we've seen that before i think the problem was it's rotherham it's it's Warren versus hearst again that was the story i think um one of the chuckle brothers had passed away, you know, it was all kinds of things that could spar against you, but we should have with Waghorn or Salida in that team, we'd have scored two or three goals in that game. I'm pretty certain. And, and again, there's the story starting to develop of mistakes, lapses. I think it's another set piece. They score from a corner. Uh,
0: Michael um, Smith from a free, Yeah, from a, knock down, from a knockdown from
4: yeah, it just drops to him um, and no goal
0: scored. Um, and in this one, again, this new pattern of we're basically doing our preseason during August and Trying stuff out. So Danassian's now at right back, and Siyala makes his debut, having signed two days before or something. Mm. Um, Skews is now alongside Chalobah in a slightly different system. Nolan makes his debut. Ward is playing down the left hand side. Oh,
4: um, Ward, you can still find him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nolan, quickly on Nolan and Siala So these these were two players that Hurst had earmarked pretty early on to sign. That was a really embattled, really. Fractious transfer dealing as well, and they were frozen out of the club, weren't they? They, were, mm-hmm. they weren't they were training at all with the first team, I think. Um, so they come in having done no pre season, so straight into <laughs> the first team.
0: So there we go. Um, and then off we go to Exeter and what Mick McCarthy decided to do. not care about the
4: League Cup, right? we've never cared about the League Cup. What is it about? As
0: the hardest game to win, um, because you have to rest your players and you've only just started. But this was, um, quite something where, um, where we started to sense, oh my God, what's happening here? So, um, away we go. And it's a 1-1 one, one draw. Um, and Caden Jackson actually gets off the mark. He hasn't played in either of the games yet. Um, the game goes to penalties. Um, you would argue another mistake from Bielkowski for the Exeter goal. And Yeah, another
4: set piece. Yep.
0: We lose on penalties. Okay, we always get knocked out of the League Cup. But Paul Hurst is absolutely furious after the game doesn't go away and calm down go straight away and this is Steve Pierce this is the club interview and then they actually put it out as well um, yeah and I don't remember the direct quotes but we all know that Hurst basically buried the performance and the players that played in it and went very very tough love on a group of players that were used to frankly being cuddled and You know, having their ego stroked by Mick McCarthy for five years. Exactly. You're either pissing in from the outside or out from the inside. It was them against us. And Harry always says um, very, very well that he he kept the dressing room and he lost everybody else. Mick was good at that. Um, But this was a massive error of judgment by Hurst, wasn't it? In hindsight... So okay, fine,
4: again, yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna, so I'm gonna again hold my hands up. This is what I know. You need to get rid of me, Ben. I I can't make the calls. I don't see stuff <laughs> right. I was okay with his post match because we just lost to Exeter. We just lost to Rotherham. Um, no wins yet, and, and 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 there was a sense that there was a bit of a culture of comfortableness around the club. You know, there's there's. My mate, user, Walsh fan, said, um, and I've, I'm sure I've said this before, a few things will happen at the end with Mick. You know, he'll have his favourites. They will be undroppable, um, and it will end fractiously, and everyone will hate each other. But he did say that Mick <laughs> will have his
0: favourites. and have regardless you just of or, the end of Game of Thrones?
4: Sorry, yeah, <laughs>
0: Mick ends up on the Iron
4: Throne. I, imagine, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, dragon. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Oh, but dear. yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> but
0: the Iron um, Bank is actually the national media, yeah. And Mick's yeah. going to come across on a on a Barnsley drag.
4: <laughs> I need to mock this off as a video somehow.
0: Yes, you do. Because he's more of a
4: Walker in his appearance.
0: Oh, but... I want to see Mick McCarthy on the Iron Throne. Carry
4: on. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying about Hearst, Wasn't it? Yeah, something. Yeah, so, oh, someone Yeah. So Hearst... Hearst The press conference, to me, sort of talks about it's too comfortable and some people need a bit of a rocket up their arse because this isn't good enough. And and to be honest, I was one of those people that thought, do you know what, good on you, let's let's try this approach because we've kind of done the nicely, nicely um, kind of us-against-the-world thing with Mick and we finished 12th, but we were listing a little bit and the previous season was a bit crap as well. So I thought, let's shake stuff up and let's see how it works out. And it happened to work out pretty poorly for him but at the time i was kind of on board with it as a strategy um yeah i'm going to hold my hands up there
0: um yeah i sat on the fence at that point i have to i have to say and thought mm, I'm th- let's not pass judgment on this let's see this out because i wasn't yeah i wasn't i wasn't in the country i wasn't at the game um so on we go to aston villa who pumped us 4-0 at portman road at the end of the previous season and lo and behold we had a man sent off in that game um pretty similar in terms of lineup um Tao Eden comes in and plays in the three off the front in place of Grant Ward who was the guy um sent off against Villa and um this is actually a good performance some people would argue that you caught Steve Bruce just as the wheels are falling off um, his yeah he's kind of
4: just chucked the best players into the 11 and hope yeah. they can figure it out you know Grealish and McGinn and all that
0: Um. so but yeah I'm um, speaking it was a that, rally
4: thing, wasn't it it was It was a better performance Um. Eden sending off doesn't help us but it's back let to the let me bring
0: wall. that up. look Grealish Codger McGinn Adoma all played yesterday El Mohamedy um, Tuan Zabi all played yesterday um, and won a playoff semi-final so um, nice goal McGinn sets up Codger. Um, Chalaba gets an equaliser. The preview show is now going, and Harry's told everyone that Nylon's rubbish. He Comes out and um, <laughs> he didn't flaps. play yesterday. Yep, Ch- <laughs> still finding him. Yeah. Um, Chalaba spins and sticks the ball in, um, and then Teo Eden the kind of naively um, gets two quick yellows and gets a red card. But it's a it's a very strong performance to not lose that game against. Um, okay against Steve Bruce where they're not exactly committing men forward 10 to the dozen but um, I was encouraged after that performance
4: yeah yeah, same and and I guess Hurst would say well that's the reaction that I was looking for after I came out and slagged everyone off their Exeter um, and I think everyone was starting to waver a little bit after the few defeats um, I think this got Hurst back on, well people got back on side with Hurst a little bit after this one
0: um, Off we go to Derby um and this was very typical of Hurst Sierra in an away game where it was all it was all okay and it was kind of looking alright if we had then the threat to go on and do something in the game. Um again the team's reasonably settled. Um Ward is back in, uh Danassian is still in at right back. Um and we get into the second half and I remember the Ledley goal. Again, a corner gets half cleared. And again, the alarm bells are going off. Um, Lawrence hits a pretty decent free kick, but it's through Bielkowski's hands and into the net. And the three times player of the year is, you know, we all we expect him to catch that, let alone save it. Um, and we start to see this nasty pattern of going away from home um half path half path lose
4: yeah and can concede first and the game is over as well so this is the first of these kind of two nil results that uh, a drumbeat throughout the season and and the other thing the other thing i draw this game more than any of the others as well is i think we went to a one up front possibly and how isolated the striker was i remember jordan roberts came off the bench didn't he, i think second yeah, half played down the and wing, ran yeah. around lots but Basically, he was on his own. It was like everyone else was in our half. Um, and I think this was kind of this was the template for a lot of two-deal defeats that followed for the rest of the season.
0: I think you might be right, actually, because this stat starts to appear that was on the side of who scored literally every week when you went on there in championship. Um, Ipswich have conceded two or more goals in their last three away games, five away games, seven away games. And it went up to something like 12 or 13 away games, which... Is if you add in international breaks, twenty four or twenty five weeks worth of worth of season, isn't it? Where you can see two goals every away game. I think as well, Rich. When you you know you talk about sliding doors and your um Hurst and whatnot. This week, it's a three game week where he does keep a reasonably settled team, and in two of the games, he's going to get red cards and he's going to get um. No wins. Do you know what I mean? It's all about that win just never coming for mm. Hurst before he ripped it up and went off. So, off we go to Sheffield Wednesday. And, um, yeah, the gods are really You were there just, for this
4: one. When yeah, you, I was
0: you, back. I was at better this one. Best
4: performance, I seem to recall. For I listened to this one on the radio.
0: And, again, yeah.
4: defence. The two goals as well. Shockers.
0: Don't. Really don't. So, Tao Eden comes in and plays in centre midfield. And... Um, is not around, and um, you know, you, you've kind of, as an Ipswich fan, been wondering what is the future like without Skews. He seems to have been there forever. How is this transition going to be made? And you know, there was some um, encouragement there. The back four or five is um is settled, and really, hardly any Mick players in this team. Nudson, Chambers, and Białkowski, the only three, and. Again, just set play. Uh, Bannon corner, Zhao on the back page. I think Chalaba lost him. Yeah. Um, Unciala equalises on 40 minutes. And again, you're going into the second half in the game, huffing, puffing. And here comes the Unciala through Foresty area. And okay, we did this to death at the time. Red card or no red card, what happens next is it's just awful. So. Yeah. The free kick goes in. They win a corner. Białkowski. I really like this guy. I don't want to come on here. I'm just telling you the facts of how bad he was at the start of the season. Completely flip flappy flapping. And it goes loose and Zhao Before Hurst's even got time to make the substitution to um, sort out after the red card. They're 2-1 down. It's another set play. And I guess if you're Paul Hurst, you're starting to think... Why is everything that could possibly go wrong going wrong? And in Hurst's defence, Rich, can he do anything about Unciala diving in on Forestieri? Can he do, whether you think it's a red card or, or not, he gave the referee a decision to make. Yeah. Um, and can he do anything about just the failings of his his goalkeeper and the team to set up from set plays over and again? <laughs>
4: Well, and I think this is the one one bit that is in his gift to do something about so and and next game will you know there's a big moment in the season as well in terms of personnel and choices, but the defending for set pieces we've called it out pretty much every single game so far that was something that Mick was really hot on, you know you know exactly where to be, you are a unit, um Bart's territory is here. Your territory
0: is there. Rich Joe, Joe Garner spare heading everything gonna, away. Exactly yeah. right.
4: Waghorn used to come back and do that kind of stuff as well. That was what we were really all. We, we rarely conceded um, consistently from set pieces. You know, if you score a good set piece against us, spare enough. But these are crap goals that we are conceding from Over set pieces. Again. These are people losing, losing their who they're supposed to be marking. It's people coming out the. Bart comes out, doesn't know where to be, someone gets in the way, there's a lot of these goals and I think that's the one kind of in Diamond and Hurst's time is that defence was never addressed, he just moved people around.
0: And other than the Villa game, Rich, um, Blackburn's first goal was Bart flapping, Rotherham's was a free kick, Exeter's was a free kick, Uh, Villa's was a good goal, one of Derby's, oh no, the first Derby goal was a half cleared corner and the second was a... Free kick. Both Sheffield Wednesday goals were. It's virtually every goal other than Jonathan Codgers' goal that we conceded was. And
4: we're getting nervous about it, aren't we? And teams know, yeah. right, you stick a set piece on on Ipswich's defence, the six yard box, so oh, they'll. Can you they'll imagine crumb. being
0: Barry Bannon as well? He's like, oh, boys, I've got this today. Just
4: win the corners. Win, win, win,
0: corners. Me some, win, me some, win me some corners. So we go into um the end of August and the transfer window closing, and there's a sense of. Some okay performances and some bad luck, some you know, the red cards and the inability to oh, I know, I mean, how how unlucky can you be if you don't win any of your games. I mean, but you you take my point. Some things that Hearst could it went point terrible, to terrible, were we? Yeah. I think was,
4: the biggest defeat was the two daughter derby. So no one smashed us yet. And, um, we can't keep clean sheets, but we can't score goals.
0: Even a podcaster who's never been in a football dressing room can say, "Oh, if we could just sort that set play thing out, or if we just didn't dive into tackles and get red cards," which is not, you know, I, I don't have to be Alex Ferguson to um, to be able to point that out, do I? Um, for um, those people who like to have a pop at us podcasters for just being fans, we are just fans, and and we we can see we can see this. So um, we then get this spate of signings and there's rumblings that Hurst maybe does or doesn't want some of these players. Um, so in come, uh, let me get this right. Jordan Graham um, on loan from Wolves, who's kind of a winger. I've sort of erased him from my memory. Finish. Matthew Pennington, who'd played for Leeds, Leeds. Um, yep. the previous season on loan from Everton John Walters, um, former Ipswich player, obviously had then played a few hundred Premier League games since he left Ipswich. So, probably in terms of pedigree, the best player in the squad. The only player other than Sears for 10 minutes or whatever to touch a Premier League um, pitch ever. And was there another one, Rich? Am I missing anyone? I think
4: those were the main ones.
0: Yeah, that's that's it for so another little splurge of players and we go into um jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it blue nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweller since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewellery gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com
1: Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely.
3: Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times. delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: This game, (laughs) I don't really want to talk about it because it's so painful. Norwich are struggling. Um, You know, the fans are starting to question the Farker and
4: Weber experiment.
0: Ipswich are trying to build something um, in terms of what Hurst is trying to do. And here we see One team stick with their plan and one team completely rip it up. And Ipswich go 4-4-2. Pennington makes his debut. Um, We'll start the goalie in a minute. Um, Graham makes his debut. Walter's, can't call it a debut, but makes his return. It's going to be a bit more direct. Oh, and by the way, you're not playing, Bart. Um, Apparently, not told before the sunday um, a couple
4: of hours beforehand i think that was yeah. a
0: couple of hours beforehand um this is the key isn't it this is this is hearst signing his own um sacking warrant or however you want to word it because this is yeah. this yeah yeah exactly this is where he diverts away from something that possibly if he stuck to i mean could the results have been any worse if he'd stuck to it, would we be having a very different podcast now? This is the moment, isn't it? Well, yeah,
4: and this is the question we got in the preview show quite a lot towards the end of the season, particularly Lambert's spoiler air for the next um season review pods that we do the results don't get much better um and people sort of say well should we have given Hurst a bit longer I think this game is the reason why we we shouldn't have because after this game as well it we we joked about it Joe come I think Joe's the one who comes up with Guinevere or whatever Mm. and that's the issue isn't it you you've got something settled Walters I don't think is a Hurst signing by the way I think Evans is behind that one. Evans is on the phone I think to Walters and trying to encourage him to come down and all that stuff and it just unsettles everything. And Hurst kind of goes into damage limitation or disaster recovery mode after this because he gets a, a, a one or draw. It's a it's a fairly solid performance.
0: We but It's Rich is a a piece. up and out blood and guts. Um, yeah, performance is nothing like what he'd been trying in the previous games. 18 shots, six on target, one big chance against Norwich's two on target and one. One big chance there. Um, Norwich out passes, but in the attacking third, we we're up on it. Um, More crosses, more tackles, more interceptions, less fouls. Should have won.
4: And who knows what that would have done to Norwich and Farker as well, by the way. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Um, But... Yeah, I, it's a really difficult one, this one, because Gherkin wasn't the story. So in terms of the Bart versus Gherkin debate, Hurst has kind of won that one because we're not talking about conceding from set pieces. Um, Walters comes in, does really well, has a really good game. Um, we haven't lost to Norwich. We've got a really terrible record against Norwich. Hurst comes out and gives it the big end about, you know, it's as important to the fans. We don't lose. We show up. Um, they, they come back at it in second half. And there is so much right in this match but it's not sustainable right if you get what I mean it's it's shuffling the pack unnecessarily it's rotating key players it's treating players who have been three times very
0: short term isn't it
4: exactly right and that short termism is what is what continues for the rest of his tenure after this and that is you can't come back from that unfortunately
0: so we go to the international break and everyone says oh Hurst didn't get a pre-season this guy didn't get a we bit unlucky with a couple of red cards and we now we've got two weeks. We're going to practice set plays. We're going to really sort the fitness. Do-da-do. And off we go to Hull. Um, and we all know about Jared Bowen because um, he scored in the horrible, quote, toxic um, Mick, um, yeah, Mick team talk on the pitch game against Hull. Um, what was that? Barnsley? Which no, game it, was no it, was, it was Hull, wasn't it? It was Hull 3-0, um, was it? I think. And Yeah, this is just a horrible performance. Um, A really bad one. Um, So, Bowen scores after four minutes. Um, Irvine scores after 89. But it wasn't like they, you know, picked us off. They hold a lot better than Ipswich. And, again, it's a slightly different system. Graham's in there. Um, back four seems similar. Gherkin retains his place. John Walters is up front with just a chasm between
4: Isolated, yep.
0: him and the midfield. And all of a sudden, because John Walters is a big muscly bloke, the ball is going a little bit more direct. What on earth happened in the two weeks in between the Norwich game and the Hull game?
4: That's what we asked ourselves, didn't we? I think on, this, on the flagship show afterwards, I mean, it was a crap game as well. And, and I've said... Before this is the moment where I've kind of been giving Hurst the benefit of the doubt, a lot of stuff, and after this one, it was right. I'm worried now, um, and a lot of people have kind of got there before me, but this was the game because Hull Let's not forget, Hull were down the bottom with us. Mm. Hull had a really terrible start season, and then David Brent, um, sorry, Nigel Atkins, then gets them on this run up, up the table that gets them near the playoffs for a, quite a while. Um, were no no, no, good at that point. And we made them look pretty safe and pretty, it was a pretty straightforward win for them. And, um, but again, Gherkin's not the story in this one, is it? You know, no. there's mistakes from Downs and.
0: Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Some stuff from Spence. Oh, Spence well. for the second goal. Goodness yeah. me. Yeah. So two individual mistakes. Yeah, individual even, mistakes. Yeah. Um, a team that's not at the bottom is um, Brentford. Dean Smith is still there. They were um, right near the top of the table at this point. Started. Really, really well. And they come to Portman Road and we know, you know Brentford are like in terms of keeping the ball and um, such and such. And this is where we, and I remember our famed WhatsApp group, I was driving down the A12 to get to the game and the team comes through and we're now starting to go, right, what, what, how many fullbacks, what, what is... I can't... You know, we watch Hipswich every week. We're very nerdy about this. And when none of the seven or eight of us can... I think Stuart Watson figured it out. Um, he must have had some information and managed to figure Pretty it out. But he was the only, one that, yeah. the only one that got it. Um, so he goes to three at the back. Nudson's going to play centre-back. Danassian, who's played centre-back and right-back, is going to play left-wing-back. Spence is going to play right-wing-back. Skews and Chalibur, um a centre as Grant Ward ends up pretty much sitting on Josh McEachran, which is actually quite clever. Um, and two up front is Jackson and Harrison for the first time. Um, Edwards out, Nolan out, and Siala out. <laughs> um, it's not a bad performance, actually. Um, Brentford... It Brentford wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, actually, you're right. For first, the first half was... I was very jittery and thinking. Yeah, Brentford. 358 completed passes to our 173 14 efforts six on target um but it's a good fight back in the second half and he does ditch the 352, doesn't that's he into, time. Yeah, yeah. that's 45
4: minutes.
0: Half. nice header by Caden Jackson but this is starting to unravel now particularly with the three different systems in three different games rich and two mm. different halves
4: yep Yep and I don't know whether I know it's it's the next match well so I'll save my thought on um what's going to come on that one but um it first half was dire wasn't it really bad um, and and it, Brentford were good Brentford, yeah we know that don't we <laughs> you don't need to help them out that was the trouble um uh, but is this the kind of players i think this is where the senior players who've been around before under mick and are used to fairly stable systems are starting to think man i don't know whether this guy knows what he's doing i don't know whether that kind of thought is starting to creep into people's heads now
0: and of course the um all-time greats are there after the sad um passing of kevin beaty oh, um, yeah. this is the game afterwards All, oh, oh, yeah very um very emotive and not a good time but don't worry rich because this is the one because bolton are terrible they are rubbish rubbish i tell you um here come bolton um we know now sadly we shouldn't joke about the complete mess that they've been in this whole season and um off the pitch which is kind of more important than any nil nil draw but um through goes Caden Jackson um, in a foot race with Mark Wilson. It was Jackson, wasn't it, Rich?
4: Yeah, it was, yeah.
0: Yeah, on... What time was this red card? 15
4: minutes, I think. It was quite early on.
0: 34 minutes. 34, um, sorry. And just outside the box, um, Wilson pulls down Jackson. So now Ipswich, Hurst without a win have... And Hurst was very keen to always point out that matches last for 95 minutes, not 90 minutes. So we'll call it an entire hour against 10-man um, Bolton. Um, how did they not win this, Rich?
4: It's the same story as Rotherham, I think. A you know, lot of possession, a lot of intent, but no real clear-cut chances. I don't know if you've got the stats in Nine front of you shots, there. shots, two but... on
0: target, no big chances. Um, yeah. 174 passes in the attacking third, 24 crosses.
4: And I think Bolton had the clearest-cut chance as well. near the end, I think those... We get into the last 10 minutes, I think Bolton have a, a cross that goes in front of... Six-yard box, I think, and someone just needs to tap it in. From what I recall, that was the clearest cut chance. And yeah, this this lack of goals, this this lack of system that leads to goals, that is going to be the problem for us. And you know, the sending off or the penalty, which would you rather? You'd obviously have the penalty, wouldn't you? Because he's right when you outside. You can score, yeah. And. And that is, again, the moment where people have kind of been one back from the second half of Brentford thinking, well, maybe there's a plan here and there's a strategy. You know, we've got a bit more intensity about us and you're against 10 men, as you say, for an hour and you can't you can't manufacture a really clear cut chance. I think alarm bells start to ring.
0: Um, So we now played nine games. I think I've got that right. First
4: clean sheet, though, guys. So.
0: Oh, OK. There so. you go. I think we're still unbeaten at home at this point, aren't we? Yeah.
4: All yeah.
0: right. Yeah drawing all the games so, but what are you I mean, complaining about <laughs> um, the expectations are dropping and dropping off. we go to Birmingham where we um, and I think Birmingham started in a similar way to us where they were drawing a lot of games but they were um, obviously looked a lot more solid than um, we did um, and we go to this game with very little expectations and um, again we managed to put two goals on the board with stunning. Um, some low percentage chances. Again, it's a counter attack. Pennington plays um, Jackson, I think, away, slides it into Nolan, who swings it into the top corner. Lovely Brilliant goal that finish. Was, yeah. And then Pennington gets left for a corner and nods one in. It's 2 0 up at half time. Um, we
4: know quite... 2 0 is a dangerous goal over, don't we?
0: Stop it. <laughs> the, I mo- got...
4: the most dangerous call.
0: I got quite annoyed um, with people using the term threw away a two-goal lead because um, under Paul Hurst, Ipswich never, ever were two goals better than any team they ever played against in terms of my eye test. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. Okay, quick counter-attack and score in a corner. No dominance here. Um, and... It was a Mick
4: performance. You know,
0: everybody is
4: off, at saying at
0: half-time, get up to 60 minutes, you know, and then keep this out obviously Jutkovic on 48 gets behind Chambers and then on 68 but looking at it Rich 22 shots to 7 three big chances to Birmingham none to Ipswich what I'm saying is the underlying stats in every one of these games apart from I think the Rotherham one they're um, just not making good reading despite the quote threw away the two goal lead thing but nice to see Nolan get on the score sheet Pennington gets himself sent off at yeah, the end as well. Silly as well. Um is there anything good to take out of this, bearing in mind that the two goals were kind of scored on the counter and um we didn't really play that much football at all?
4: Birmingham I can't remember I think Birmingham's home record is pretty decent or yeah was, very good. last yeah, season yeah. and uh, Gary Monk knows exactly what he's doing another team with off-field stuff and all that stuff um, but none of us I think turned up St Andrews expecting to see two goals scored and to be two and up at half time so you know you'd have taken an away point you know if, if we'd been offered to us at the start as Mick used to say I'd not got on the bus but some of us live nearby so I'd have to go so <laughs> but um, but you know there's nothing fundamentally wrong with that performance apart from as you say the fact that it was we would turn up and it was like oh man do we stick or twist and we just kind of you know fur and they do not they score after 46 minutes don't they oh, they yeah, come out yeah. score straight away and i think that's what did for us if you'd if you'd hold on for 10 50 minutes longer you never know but i'm yeah i'm not gonna read too much into that apart from hey it was good to score two goals that's the first time have we done two goals yet? No, it's the first time we scored more than two goals, uh, more than one goal in a game. So, who well, I from Blackburn? Sorry.
0: Wow. Well, the more we go through this conversation, I'd, and I'd never thought about it like this. The just the the lack of creative football and the inability to create big chances was just never in the plan, was it? It's
4: that's Unless, and at this point we've lost John Walters as well. So John Walters of goes course. off against Bolton, doesn't he?
0: That's the most dangerous oh, thing possible, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So,
4: bit, so timeline again, big injuries. Um, these are starting to crop in. So we've 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 dropped the stooping sendings off after after Birmingham. So Penningtons is the last one for a while, um, and but we are starting to get injuries. And and again, John Walters has been kind of pivotal to the way we played at Bolton. I think did he, he start or did he come off? I think he's he wasn't fit, was he? I think he it came on as, as a sub, sub and then
0: immediately it. pulls up. Which and so the
4: plan B that potentially Hurst had is gone now, um, and we don't know what plan A is anymore because we've kind of thrown it away. Know, so
0: it comes yeah, we... um, Ipswich versus Middlesbrough. Um, don't answer this question, Rich. Paul Lambert was at this game. Who invited him? Don't <laughs> answer that question. Um, let's move on to the game. Just
4: like football. Just like football.
0: Yeah. Um, just happened to call um, Stuart Taylor after the game. It was... I, mean, I don't know why that would have happened. Um, awful performance. Dreadful yeah. performance against Middlesbrough. And as we said in the shows afterwards, thank God it was Tony Pulis in the dugout, not Daniel Farker, Chris Wilder, Marcello Bielsa or whoever who would keep attacking. Um, horrible, uncoordinated press and Bessic marches through the middle and sticks it in.
4: Huge and gaps then right there, yeah.
0: Just awful mistake by Luke chambers for the second goal um, trying to pass out of defense gives it straight to downing and then thank you Tony for sitting back and taking <laughs> a taking a two nil there 14 shots for Borough one shot on target for ipswich and god forbid we obviously we didn't get outpassed by borough because actually they literally don't like the ball um but obviously they just let us have the ball for the entire second half and
4: the fact they scored two goals tells you how bad that is
0: two goals in 16 minutes rich
4: yeah and and it was as soon as the first one went in you kind of got the sense it was game over anyway um and i think that was live on sky possibly it was definitely one of the red button games obviously um but yeah, the fact that a Tony Pulis, Pulis team could score two goals past any team tells you how bad they are because they just need one. That's all they need, just the one.
0: And now the realisation that Ipswich Town, who never sack managers, could be doing uh, modern football, getting rid of a manager after um, very few games. And it's all building up to the end of this international break and a game away at Swansea where it's he's gone if he mm. loses, if he loses this game, the press release is written for Sunday morning. If he loses it, Rich, and off we go to Swansea, and <laughs> and we I can win. Just hear the
4: words Harry from Varth in my head. Yeah. bonkers, crazy, whatever he said. Yeah.
0: Denastian opens the scoring on eight minutes. Um, Ollie McBurney then proceeds to miss by an inch about eight clear chances for Swansea. Um, Joe Roden hits the bar in the second half. They do everything else but score. In the meantime, in a brilliant four-minute period, Freddie Sears and Guillaume Edwards decide to turn into Salah and Mane for four <laughs> minutes. and Championship. Yeah. <laughs> um Sears sets Edwards up with a brilliant um, counter-attack goal and then nearly the other way around, but van der Hoen, um, flicks it in. So you're 2-1 up. Ipswich survive, survive, survive. Then, of all things, Swansea pass the ball out from their own six-yard box. And Selena obviously, scores oh, a brilliant goal. Yeah. And then Ipswich get a corner and score the winner. This bonkers game, Rich. 19 shots to um, Swansea. Two big chances. 620 passes. Swansea completing this game. Dan James is in Matthew Pennington's nightmares for the next... <laughs> eight months, 206 passes in our, um, attacking third, 18 take-ons, 36 crosses. Um, this win was very lucky, wasn't it?
4: It was, yeah. And the thing is, everyone knew it as well. I think I'm trying to recall back to the flagship. I'm sure you guys had questions like, could this be the start of something really good? You know, you just need to get that first win, didn't he? And then suddenly everything will go out it will turn out all right. But we talked about this constantly, this lack of pattern, this lack of structure. So we fluke that. Big time, you know, that it was a corner that won the game. Swansea should have had four or five. Graham Potter's doing all kinds of weird stuff to try and <laughs> he's got like fifty midfielders on the pitch at One center like it back. Doesn't matter, you know. And they are, and we have just managed, you know, they hit the post, I think they had some stuff off the line. It's just, as you say, crazy game, but it is an outlier. And this is the word that we this is a statistical anomaly. This is this shouldn't have happened. And what it does is it buys Hurst... Um, another two weeks of um, international break, doesn't it? And um, and what might have been if um, we'd just seen that game for what it was, which is just a total crazy moment that is an isolate. An so weird, game
0: isn't like it? All well. the goals uh, we scored are either set plays or low percentage counter attacks, aren't they? Similar when goals, you think to Latin, back, aren't they? Yeah, when you think back, uh, Nciala's header was a set play against Sheffield Wednesday. One from a corner here. The counter-attack in the set play against Birmingham. Um, apart from the Brentford goal, that was a good goal. I remember Chalaba doing that. I can't remember how the Guion Edwards goal came about against Norwich. I think that was a free kick into the oh, box in the second phase, yeah, wasn't it? Curls yeah. it into
4: the corner with a deflection, doesn't he? But I'm not but,
0: seeing any five-minute build-up of passing, getting up the pitch, no. penning a team back and um, you know, creating moments in the box of you we know. don't
4: work goalkeepers, do we? And I think that's the thing.
0: Yeah, that's well put. Yeah. Um. And again, we go into this international break and Evans has got his finger on the trigger, but does not, does not go through with it, presumably because right. No, he's earned himself some more games because we've, we've got the first win now, but,
4: Oh, and we're not a sacking club, are we, Ben? We've got good old Ipswich. We don't, you know, we're not, we're not like Norwich. We don't, you know, we don't put, pull the trigger when it's, you know, when it's there, and we don't need the evidence to inform it. We can just, you know, we should, we just hold on a little bit because it's lovely little Ipswich. We don't want to be, uh, you know, don't want to be in the press. Don't be. Uh, oh, we're a sacking club.
0: Well, off we go to Sunday, Saturday the twentieth of October, and it's QPR at home, and here comes Steve McLaren with a plan. Um <laughs> and. Um, his plan is to uh, hem us in and stick a couple of corners under the under the crossbar. Gherkin own goal. We know we, we know Luke Freeman's a good player, but come on, this is not this is not the brain trust of England. This is McLaren going. Well, that probably work. Oh, two nil at half time. Ancelotti dives in on um, stupid. Yeah, was it Eze for the penalty? I don't I think so. I don't yeah, remember? Hemed sticks it in. Two nil half time. <laughs> Uh, I'm just trying to as see them, hit the bar
4: like and this was rubbish. This was the worst performance I think of the Hearst era. Um, just because again, you know, Hull to, um, sorry, Norwich to Hull. We're still early in the season. We're still kind of given the benefit of the doubt, the lack of preseason. We've now had two international breaks. We're kind of into October. Um, and we just didn't turn up, and this is where we start to to ban the word "winnable," isn't it? Mm-hmm. QPR was a winnable game, definitely. They were still. This is kind of just as their they little upturning form is happening, but they're still not great. And we and we just didn't turn up at all in this game. I know
0: um, we're sometimes Andre Dozele apologists um, on the podcast. We want him to be as good as his dad. He gets thrown in against Luongo and Cameron um, in the. Kind of ten positions. Sears is up on his own. Edwards down one side. Ward down the other. Donations playing left back. Pennington's playing right back. There's no joined up thinking. No, I don't. I don't even see you write anything down. <laughs> it's all up there. <laughs> it's, all up, <laughs> it's all up there. Where, where's, where's Paul? Where's the report I asked you for? That was not the report that's going to be in tomorrow. Um, off we go to Leeds, who are. Up the top I've got, got upstairs. <laughs> is
4: it fine? What is it? Uh, it says cross between upstairs, downstairs, Not um, the T V
0: show. Telly Addicts. Off we go to Leeds for an absolute hiding. Um has just come back. Hernandez is also just returned, so we didn't manage to get Leeds without those two. And yeah, very easy for Leeds. Eighteen shots to three in this game. Domin- um Absolutely dominant. Uh, Only
4: two, you, though. So,
0: Yeah, well, Leeds, that's Leeds, though, isn't it? They they don't hammer anyone except Derby and West Brom, do they? But um, Roof and Cooper, again, even the second Leeds goal, asleep for a set play, short corner, Hernandez out to Cooper. That's nice finished, I, though, wasn't it? Of course, you the know. centre-back smashes it into the top corner. Yeah, top corner. Yeah, left foot, Connor Hurahan style. Ends, but, yeah. um, Hurst looks like it's done. At this point, he we've stood. got the
4: photos away. We've got the kind of arms, um, him on his own on the touchline. He
0: knows it's done. He's not.
4: Was Doig off the, oh, Was Doig God. not allowed on the bench or something? Is he Doig is bench?
0: basically already left or something, hasn't he? Something um, like that, wasn't it? Because it's, it's um,
4: Chris Hogg, I think, is on the, on the sideline with him. And it's, you know, it's it started. This is dismantling around us and i think the, the blue monday much favored blue monday whatsapp group the rumors are starting at half time, aren't they that something is afoot and it doesn't take long does it after that
0: wow what was the um nathan winder was it who's caught on camera doing some very oh, thing Brent- in
4: the yeah the warm-up before or something.
0: the game in the warm-up
4: he's gone oh, you're losing God. your job you're not losing your job
0: <laughs> you're not <an> job. <laughs> um and that's the end and um I don't know if the firing was made I think <laughs> to let you in on something I think I already made my Paul Hurst has been fired video <laughs> put it on YouTube and literally was waiting to press um publish we knew it was all happening
4: we got so I did um I was I took the day off because I stayed up in Leeds for the match and came home slowly but surely the next day because I was gonna have a nice night out in Leeds and it was rubbish um And I was on the train at lunchtime and I think that even the Lambert rumours were coming out before we'd got HD was gone.
0: This is quite cleverly done, I guess, because they fudged the two announcements together and who was it? It was the Sun or one of the nationals broke. Yeah.
4: Just happened
0: to have that story ready to go before the Hearst sacking. So it was broken. Not that Paul Hearst was being sacked, but that Paul Hurst was being sacked and Paul Lambert would be taken over um, in two games time or what have you. Um, Just your, your feelings on that whole passage and this disastrous um, tenure for Hurst. When we, when we go through it, we, we cite some, we cite some individual errors. We cite some red cards. We cite some bad signings, players in, so he had and all that stuff. But I but... think you hit the nail on the head earlier in the pod. Um this is we're talking about football it's a football podcast and Hurst never created any chances or scored any goals or mm. you know in there's a big in-game reason that is nothing to do with Mick McCarthy, Marcus Evans whoever the the, the pattern of play for Hurst was never set up to score goals apparently or never got to the point where it could.
4: And it couldn't stop them either. And I think that's the, you know, the thing that you kind of expect with, you know, we talked about the, the huge raft of departures and signings. That's a factor. And the late start to preseason um, is a factor, the change of philosophy, potentially and um, the lack of imprinting that um, and then changing that partway through the season Um but it's fundamentals we're talking about you you expect a manager to come in who the team's struggling to score goals right well let's make sure we don't ship any out the other end let's let's at least get the nil nils the grotty nil nils and not lose games and we couldn't even do that and i think that's that's part of the problem is you've you've got no fundamental basis to build from and that was mixed model wasn't it you're you when he came in and we were crap in that november and we're looking like we we're going down clean sheets stop shipping goals we didn't do that we didn't have that basis to build on so we were rubbish at the back and conceding crap goals and we already couldn't score them so what are you going to expect what what follows from that is is nothing that is unless you can stop and go right let's just pause the season we'll we'll, give us a month and we'll sort this out you can't you're not given that luxury and i think everyone started to realize that we'd wasted pre-season we've made some really poor decisions in terms of transfers but fundamentally Football-wise, tactically-wise, as you say, we just weren't there. And we never were there for the rest of the season. Paul Lambert comes in and tinkers a bit and tries to try some stuff out. It makes us a little bit more potent at the other end of the pitch. But we don't remove these crappy goals that we concede at the back. And I think that is the basis of any relegation team that you see in history. They can't stop conceding goals. And we just couldn't do that.
0: Well, um, I'm just playing in my head, Rich. How far am I am I going back? Oh, um, Hurst tears it up against Norwich. Players keep getting sent off. Um, Exeter bailing the players out. Oh, we we sold the wrong players. Oh, we didn't hire him quick enough. Oh, Mick walked out. Oh, um, we couldn't create any chances from January 2018. Oh, we were really quite lucky in the first five games of the previous season. Oh, we sold Daryl Murphy. Do, do, do you know what I mean? It just Feels like whatever point anyone says we got crap, someone else will come back and pick something out that happened six months or three months before, and mm. it, it's just um it's. I know I said it was no one thing, and obviously there's people who'll say, "Oh well, ten years ago Marcus Evans bought the <laughs> bought the club," and say,
2: <laughs>
4: "Well, I was going to go there myself." So you know, there's there's everything. two things. You know, the one consistent throughout, the one thread that is consistent, apart from us, who rock up every week and hope for the best, is the owner. And at this point in the season, I don't know when this this moment of Yoda-like brilliance comes from Harry from Bath, but he said the words, owners relegate clubs. Mm-hmm, yeah. And you can you can chart that back potentially to his, his takeover, and we've done it in the sliding doors videos, there were some mistakes made there. But this kind of slow circling of the drain—you saw it with Villa in the Premier League a few years ago. Yeah. Sullivan as well—they circle for a while. Our, our our circle around the drain is quite quick, but it's, it's there. The, the signs are there, and I think it's, Evans, uh, it's
0: strange. with if a bit you're more
4: knowledge, knows what he's doing. Interesting
0: to track <clears> it back because obviously, up until Christmas 2014, you're second in the league or whatever. It's working at this point, mm. so I think what w- w- the tracking needs to start then. But obviously, just we get to this point where Paul Lambert is now hired, and it's just well, what did I say? Christmas 2014. It's now five years of um, decline from second in the league at, at that point and winning at Brentford and beating Borough four nil. Was that in that month or whenever that happened? Um, Lambert comes in. And sits and watches the Millwall game in a flat cap with a scarf tied around his face, um, looking
4: very unhappy, as you'd expect. Oh well,
0: um,
4: yeah. man, uh, what have I said yes to?
0: Well, he's probably said yes to a half a million pound bonus if he True. keeps <laughs> keeps us up, and he's like, "Oh, that was a bad deal, that wasn't. I, I should have gone for the wages, not the bonus." Um, so, Białkowski had actually come back in. The um, previous game against Leeds, where we'd gone 4 4 2 and 2 up front and played Eden on the left wing and whatever weird stuff happened there. Brian Klug um, is going to take charge of this one. Um, 3 5 2 and um, brings in his youngsters. Loves Ward as a wing back, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, I was
4: going to say that one.
0: <laughs> Chalaber plays centre back against one of the best aerial teams in the. Uh, division, Dazelle is in, Downs is in, Jackson and Sears. It's a, it's a horrible, rudderless performance. Obviously, we all know about the set plays and um, whatnot. Gregory sneaks one in cleverly on 26. Um, long throw in, I think, and Cooper sets Gregory up for another one. And then just this embarrassment of... It was it? Was it Chambers and Bielkowski yeah, getting in each so. other's way? And then, of course, for the only time in his career, Ryan Leonard lobs it perfectly <laughs> <laughs> into the back of the net. A long
4: cover switch. Uh, do, do your thoughts on this one, Ben? This, this to me, you know, that was a Brian Klug team. That was his choices, his decisions there. Is that because Lambert doesn't know enough to be able to put some imprint on the selections there and we just accept it's a write-off game? Because Millwall, again... Millwall are not the team from last season, you know that they beat us twice um, this season. It's like spoiler. we wrote
0: off a lot of games, Rich, doesn't it? But
4: it feels to me like a total wasted opportunity for Lambert to learn anything. It's like, well, go on, Brian, you name the team, I'll just watch from the sidelines and um and I'll take a, I'll take from that what I will. You know, we weren't going to start with the three three centre backs, were we? I don't think Ward was never going to was ever going to be a right back or right wing back. It just felt like a total waste opportunity, and we got what we deserved out, which was a thumping.
0: A lot of managers do that, don't they? I, t- I take your point. A lot of managers will say, "Look, there's no point me going in. I've been hired on Thursday afternoon. It was, wasn't it? There's no point me going in and doing this. You know the players better than me. I'll start on Sunday morning. Was the was the words, wasn't it? And to be honest, I think even though we knew it was going to happen, Lambert wasn't confirmed until was it Saturday was it morning? F- I thought, yeah, it was Saturday it was morning. Something strange, but wasn't fish, it? They were, wasn't it? it was kind yeah. Of- so I guess he just said to Evans, yeah, look, I'm, I'm happy to do this, but I'm not going to Millwall and, you know, give me at least give me a week to try and do.
4: Not going to Millwall. You can say it. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. I'm not going to Millwall. I'm not going to
0: Millwall. <laughs> I'll talk over you. Um, <laughs> I'm not driving a mini Metro. Um, yeah. So I think that was. That was it. I, I mean, we needed I, him
4: to do a Steve McLaren and go downstairs at half time and we end up with a four all draw or something, you know, that's what we wanted.
0: <laughs> yeah, because that never happens, does it? Yeah. <laughs> um uh, no, I, I guess if um he then beats Preston and draws at Reading and takes four points from the first two games instead of two, um, you say, Okay, great, off we go. But yeah, considering what's happened since you think every second counted, although if you um if you subscribe to this theory, and I know some people don't, some people fiercely say, no, Lambert should have done better. But if you subscribe to the theory that four years since Brentford away of damage had been had been done and accruing and um, Mick was kind of plastering everything together and just, you know, keeping the ship afloat, then...
4: You can't turn it around quickly, I guess, yeah. Yeah,
0: but we'll we'll cover that in the next two oh, <laughs> joyous are you
4: excited everyone really?
0: yeah joyous parts of the season review so um that's the first 16 games um we'll figure out we'll do this next weekend and we'll figure out who's going to come on for the next two so feel free to tweet us if you've got any points or anything on what we have said um any closing thoughts on that um first 16 rich and um... just that
4: we um it's in the timeline video which is brilliant and out there um, and enjoy that if you enjoy that um after leads we are bottom of the league uh, we stay there oh spoiler alert oh no no i won't say it. but we're bottom of the league <laughs> for the rest of the season now guys so yeah that sets the tone
0: <laughs> each ouch Sorry. there we go um thank you everybody for listening you can follow um uh rich what's your at ips rich uh, um, Ips
4: rich yeah
0: follow rich on twitter um always a good follow and some more videos going to be coming out there some content from rich and harry will be happening in the summer so we'll figure that out in a couple of weeks when all the playoffs and such are over we'll do another two shows going through this um We'll see what the listenership is like. See if it drops <laughs> off like this season. But we feel we should go through and just um, wrap everything up, and then we'll um, we'll do some bits and bobsies in the summer, as and when some players come in and out, and some stuff. Hopefully, as much stability um, happens as possible over the summer. So, thank you very much for listening, and um, we'll be back next week. Um, say goodbye, Rich. Bye, everyone. And it's goodbye from me.
3: Even better back to Stewart. Oh, he
4: turns to be to Sweetly. Round the goalkeeper and scores a magnificent goal at
3: the top end. It's the promotion run-in. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app.
2: instant glam visit impressbeauty.com slash press on and use code press on 25 at checkout for 25 percent off impress manicure and press on falsies
0: this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network
1: talk sport powered by fans